Hello everyone, welcome back to the Healing Growth Podcast. My name is Saiton Riga and this is a podcast where we talk about healing trauma in an African faith context. Today's episode is the one about choosing change. I want to thank everyone who's listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor and Spotify and Stitcher. Shout out to the YouTube crew. Thank you all for sharing your feedback and your comments and just the ones who are relating with the content that we're creating and sharing. Truly appreciate it. Thank you also to the Edify podcast crew. If you don't have the app, you can download it for more podcasts to build your faith. Do share the podcast with your friends, rate it and let us know what you think. If you would like me to read out your stories on healing, you can send them to me on our email, which is healing.growthpodcast at gmail.com. On Instagram, we are healing.growth and on Facebook, Trauma Healing and Growth. Let's get right into it. So way back when I was starting out as a digital marketer, I used to read up on behavioral psychology and I was so convinced that this is what I was going to do my master's degree in. In e-commerce, it's a backbone. It's basically the in-depth study of why people buy their buying habits, their quirks, and basically how to make people buy more. One of the things about human behavior is that it doesn't always make sense. However, recognizing what is going on with you may help you be able to have empathy and compassion for yourself and also help you to make the hard but necessary decisions that we all have to make, even though we don't like to. At some point or the other, you need to make a decision that will change your life. And it could go either way, for the better or for the worse. Truthfully though, Many times at the point of making the decision, we don't actually know how the decision will play out. It can paralyze us if we're waiting for a guarantee or a vision or a play-by-play, you know, kind of how they do it in the games to tell us how things will turn out. But the truth is, with certainty, there's no faith. And with faith, there's no certainty. One of the things that comes up in behavioral psychology is something called loss aversion bias. It's a thinking or reasoning inclined to avoid losing or a loss. Most of us have it and don't even recognize it. It's everywhere around us. An example that I know we can all understand, losing a 1,000 Kenya shilling note is much more painful than getting a 1,000 shilling Kenya note. In fact, what this bias details is that losing is psychologically twice as powerful as a pleasure of gaining. Doesn't this put a lot of situations into perspective? The loss that we feel can be much worse than gaining the exact same thing. And it could be anything, money, a valuable object, and even relationships and things like that. The fear of losing can often make people take major risks to av- ooh, I don't know what the, what was coming out there to avoid the perceived loss which would unfortunately make the losses worse. 
Loss aversion is also higher when the stakes are higher. So this is something that is commonly discussed when it comes to behavioral economics, psychology, marketing, and decision theory. It's actually one of the tricks that marketers use because they make you sign up for a free trial because they know you losing out on whatever benefits is harder. It's harder for you to unsubscribe or to let go of this thing, even if you're not really using it, because we just have such a difficult relationship with letting go of stuff. Truth is, losing or scaling back is a very emotionally challenging decision. There are many times that we choose to get the bigger thing because we imagine that we can always cut back when things get hard, but it's actually not that easy. There are stories in our hearts and minds around losing and loss from our very first loss as a child to maybe a more public stage, like for example, when we were teenagers and had to do national exams, to relationships and the inner vows that we make in our hearts to deal with the pain, the shame, the ridicule, and feeling less than. As children, we can form the stories from things as simple as being forced to share your toys with your sibling or someone else, or being bullied, or losing things that you care about. It can also encompass the stories and experiences around our parents losing jobs, moving from our homes, the deaths of loved ones, all these become attached to the thoughts and current ways we have as adults of managing change and loss. If we haven't processed our early losses, then we can be driven and so driven by the fear of loss that we orient our entire lives around avoiding loss. We can create sacred cows in our lives like our jobs, people, money, and be so terrified of losing these things that we make decisions that put our lives into a tailspin. What you don't realize is that as you're trying to protect the sacred cow out of fear and instinct, you're not able to fully see what it is that you're sacrificing instead. When people are so afraid of stopping something because they have such a strong mentality, around a concept, for example, like quitters being losers or whatever other mantra you have running around in your brain, you end up prolonging pain and situations. An example is somebody with a rule around achieving a degree at a particular time or even just finishing what you start. You may struggle with a degree that perhaps could be done in a different season of your life. But because you're so driven to complete it, you may not see this truth. And you may put yourself through a difficult time trying to complete this thing when perhaps this is not the time for it. Even something like a business partnership that you have that has served its time, but you're unwilling to let go. Maybe you need to focus on something else at this point. Maybe you and your business partner have different goals that will not support a business's success and continuing may lead you into debt. Maybe this thing is not as important to you as you thought it was, but you were afraid of the criticism of the people around you. Maybe, if you're honest, this wasn't the path for you, but you were too scared to admit it. This also is one of the other things around losing and loss. And it's some, there's another bias called sunk cost bias. 
And this is a thinking that we've already spent too much time, money or whatever other investment to let go of this thing. The truth is, it's a reality. You have invested. But at some point, you need to stop elevating your past investment and have a look at the current cost of continuation. We sometimes want to go ahead against all odds without recognizing that the price is too high for us. Sometimes the losses we imagine are bigger than the gains we hope for. Many times, even in things like finance and shares, they say that losses loom larger than gains and this makes people take larger risks or even behave in ways that don't match up with who they are or believe themselves to be. An example would be perhaps being manipulative or lying in ways that you wouldn't ordinarily do just because you don't want to lose. These, sim- these systems of thinking and living are often shaped by your family's upbringing, culture, and even how you live just to maintain this particular status quo. Often, letting things stay the same feels much safer than even when making a decision that will help help us or put our lives in a different direction is pitted against when they're put against each other, sometimes staying the same wins for us. There's a comfort with wanting things to stay the same. And sometimes they're only the same in your mind. The reality is that things have changed, but you're unwilling to have a look at it. And you're unwilling to acknowledge that things have changed. And this means that you stay far away from the change that you actually need. The thing is, though, If you are feeling stuck, you are feeling heavy and constantly exhausted, you need to have a look at what it is that you're carrying and you need to have the ability to actually choose change. It could be choosing to change your priorities and your focus so that you pour in more time and effort in in parenting your children. Parenting, for example, is one of those things we don't really get the chance to redo and we need to put in time and effort But at the same time, our own issues with how we view work and money or even just the situations we are in around work and money and the demands of life can cloud our choices. Instead of denying what you feel by suppressing any and all emotions and even trying to talk yourself out of what you're feeling, how about you just voice out what is going on in your mind? Many times just being able to write it out or speak speak it out will allow the people around you and even yourself to see the fallacies as they are and allow others to point out other possibilities that you have not thought about. Sometimes people can even give you ideas and help you see things differently so that the choices don't, are not as dire as you've made them seem in your mind. With this, we also need to acknowledge that there are things that we are afraid of. Things that are hidden in the recesses of our souls. Sometimes bringing them to light will allow us to examine them properly. Some of the thoughts and mindsets we carry are based on childhood trauma and are not logical conclusions based on where we are in life right now. Sometimes it is a wounded nine-year-old that you are allowing to make decisions when you don't process your pain and your past. 
Some nine-year-olds are smart, but definitely not smart enough to make life decisions for a 31-year-old. Some of the things that the nine-year-old knows are true, but they need to be supported by the realities of life as a 31-year-old. And you, as an adult, need to think through the possible consequences of things. Kids often act impulsively, and sometimes in our trauma, we do act in that way. But we need to definitely think through things to just enable us to stop um, manifesting our trauma through, through the impulsive decisions that we make and the consequences that happen. Sometimes we can't even explain to ourselves or to others why we went this way. And sometimes we have too much shame to actually admit that we don't know why we did these things. But we need to just be able to have a space, safe spaces to admit these things and to unravel the why of what, why we did what we did. Another thing is denial and delusion. It's a thing we do to avoid change. Where we deny the truths in front of us, whether they're on a billboard or on the headlines of a newspaper. Some of us prefer to completely bury our heads in the sand. Alternatively, we can also project the losses on someone else and make it their fault, even if it isn't. And this is because we're just not able to sit with ourselves and the choices that we are making and why. The pain and sometimes the imagined loss is so painful that we are paralyzed. Conquering shame and what people will say and how they think of us is one of the most powerful things that we can do as human beings. Too many times we are controlled by the court of gossip or public opinion and we give much more credence to living within a set path that is not even guaranteed to work. Letting go of shame will free you to walk the path that God has for you and to do good things for his glory. Change isn't easy, neither is there a formula, but intentional planning and thinking can make it worth it. Choosing to take some time out to let go of your vices or to deal with your trauma means that you're then able to deal with the root causes that led you there in the first place. And when you do that, you're able to uncover the lies, the truths, the mindsets that resulted from the things that happened to you and caused your trauma. Examining the mindsets that you carried and believed and looking at them holistically will help you decide if they go with you to the next phase of your life. Think of it as almost how Marie Kondo used to do, you know, look at the item and say, does this give me joy? Think of it as a similar type of exercise, only this time with a lot more thinking and a lot more unraveling. Choosing change will also make the people around you uncomfortable, and that's okay. Have conversations with them, talk it through, but also continue with the path. Be prepared to sometimes walk alone. I think that's a football team slogan or something, but it is generally just a life les lesson. It's a path for you for part of the journey. And it's important because you get a chance to clarify your choices, your convictions, and even hear God speak. Sometimes we want those closest to us to walk the exact same journey that we are on. But the truth is, God has different callings and paths for each one of us. And that's what makes the beauty of humanity. 
What you'll need to do is learn how to self-validate the choices and the paths that you you are on, even though your loved ones are not with you. One of the difficulties around choosing change is when you are finally waking up to a life of abuse or neglect. It is devastating because oftentimes the reality of choosing to change means that you entirely lose your life as you knew it. It makes it hard when you discover that the ones that you love and care about are the ones who are harming you. When you want to stay, but you must choose to leave to actually live life. This is one where I pray that God guides you on the right paths and he sends you the right people to help you. I pray that we are able to teach ourselves and future generations the balance of change versus seeing things to the end. The one guide that I have found to be the most essential help is listening to God. When you're choosing change, especially when it is God who has instructed you, you have the comfort in that he has led you, regardless of what the results of, of it are. Change is a constant in the lives that we live, and more than anything, we need to be comfortable navigating it and recognizing when we need it. Especially when it is change around healing our past trauma or choosing to change our lives for the better. More than anything, I want you to know that you have options, even if you are in a dire situation. You may just not know what the choices are at this moment, but I promise you do have choices. Let us pray. Dear Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace, I pray upon your children, peace this day and going forward. May the difficult and painful situations that they are experiencing not overcome them and overpower them. Give them the courage to choose change and the clarity to see a path. You tell us that you are our ever-present help in time of need. Please give your beloved children the courage to call on you. Answer them how only you can with your authority and your power. Give your children the ability to choose you, no matter the circumstances, and help them know that nothing will ever separate them from your love. May the experience of your love and your care help them see how you see them and help them understand who they are in you. May you give them the courage to carve out new paths, even if they have never seen what you are telling them to do. Teach them to return to you for the blueprints and the strategy time and time again. When time has passed and they have walked new paths, may your children experience gratitude and awe at what you have done. May their testimony be, look and see what the Lord has done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You can find us on Instagram as healing.growth and on Facebook as Trauma Healing and Growth. Thank you for listening. Please share this podcast with your friends and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. My name is Saiton Riga from Healing Growth. Bye-bye.